All over Vermont, town clerks are preparing their town reports, which means looking forward to next year's budget and taking stock of the previous year. For most Vermont towns, this will include assessing their response to July's 100-year flood. Barbara Butler, assistant town clerk in Callis, put out a request for someone in town to prepare a narrative report on the Callis flood response. Reporter Erica Heilman, together with her friend and neighbor Tobin Anderson, answered the call. Callis has 78 miles of road and only three are paved. The road damage in town was significant. Here's a sampling of what Erica and Tobin heard from people in Callis, starting with John Stafford, foreman of the Callis road crew. At the beginning of the flood? Oh, you want to do it that way then? Okay. (laughs) At the beginning of the flood, we all were on county road. Six, seven trees and power lines. That was the first indication of the storm. There was a couple culverts who were over flooding right away. And we were on a washout on West Church where the culvert just blew out of the road and down into a field. This is Peter Daly. Backing down Moscow Woods to go bring gravel to a hole that we were supposed to fill. And then when we got there, it was not, we weren't going to be able to do it with wire trucks. We just, not with a couple loads. The size of that hole was ridiculously huge. It was like a cowboy movie. There was no road. It was just gone. Bliss Road. Bliss Road was was probably the worst. It was a pit. Yeah, Bliss Road actually, there was actually people went to Bliss Pond to, uh, they were panning for gold. It was that deep. (laughs) Yeah, it was that deep. They were actually panning for gold down in there. Did we find any? No, we couldn't hang around. We were busy. And then, uh, I don't know if they're still here, all the kids. This is from the elementary school. This is Tyler Stecker. <laughs> they're pretty cool. Dear road crew, thank you for working so hard on fixing the road so we can go to the places we want to. With eternal gratitude, Rowan. Eternal? <laughs> that was my favorite. We are very thankful this didn't happen, and it's a flaming car <laughs> jumping over a hole. It's pretty neat. All right, gentlemen, we have taken too much of your time. Yeah. Thank you very, yeah. very Sorry much. We drove over to talk with Alice C.V. Winsinger, who lives on Route 14 with her goats and chickens and bees. I'm on Kingsbury Branch, as you can see. It became my whole backyard. Six feet. And buildings were washing away with animals in them. I lost a couple of chickens because they're not very smart. And people that were not chicken people were trying to help me. And so they were doing what they thought they needed to do, but the birds were getting away from them and then falling in the water and getting swept away. But I only lost three out of 135, so yay us. But my other animals were on the other side of the river, and I had no way to get to them. I also, that's where I store most of my feed. I couldn't get to Tractor Supply because Peak and Branch was underwater. I couldn't get to Tractor Supply in Morseville because the roads were gone in Hardwick. I had no way to get animal food. And... People in the village started, like, just emptying their refrigerators and freezers and bringing me stuff for the animals, like cooked rice and food scraps and stale bread, anything they could find. And I have um, different sizes and ages of goats, and early on, when the water was, like, waist deep, people were still able to pick up the smaller goats, but my last two were bigger and heavier and panicking because goats don't do water. And I stayed in the barn with the two girls and tried to keep them calm. My husband and the neighbor, Jim, got the canoe and, you know, waded out. And we stuck the end of the canoe right into the barn. And I was able to get them into the canoe. And then my husband took them all the way from over here 
all the way down the river to my parents' property and got them safe. I lost my bees, which broke my heart, but I had to, we had made the decision, save goats first, chickens second, bees third. What do you I mean? This is kind of a book report question, but go for what it. do you think you learned about callus? I learned that this community cares. I'm going to get choked up. Um, I mean, people I didn't even know just showed up. That doesn't happen everywhere. I came back to Callis for a reason. I grew up right there in the back. And uh, I got a chance to come back. Go, girls! Usually they're screaming at me at this hour. So, uh, yes, I have 21 goats. They're over there. I have um, eight of them that free range. Go, girls! Usually they'd be right over by that tractor coming out, in and out of the barn. I don't know. Curiosity! How are you? Okay, I'll be right over. Yeah. <laughs> we drove over to the Maple Corner store to talk with Jamie Morby, general manager of the store, also a select board member, and at the time of the flood, she was one of two acting road commissioners, and she was managing volunteers at the Curtis Dam. I'd been meeting with the head of Vermont Dam Safety on the Curtis Pond Dam at 11 o'clock that night, making a plan for how to save the dam from, from going down in the flood. And when I was leaving at maybe one in the morning, there was a car in the parking lot, and it was people from out of town who had been diverted off of 89 in Barrie and were trying to get to Burlington and found themselves in Maple Corner. But there were a lot of those stories of people passing through who got stuck here. There was an emergency select board meeting that night or the next night. And at the end of it, this couple came in who nobody recognized and we said, hi, and how can we help you? And they said, can you just help us find a pavement? <laughs> and they were just like lost on the back roads of Callis. <laughs> this is Callis Emergency Response Manager Toby Talbot. Well, there's 73 miles of road in town, and I would say at least a third of them were damaged and, and impacted, and probably five or six were completely impassable. So... We weren't in a hurry to fix driveways. So a lot of people called and said, when are you coming by to fix the end of my driveway so I can get, get out? And it's like we said, call your neighbor with a tractor, have them drag some gravel out of your driveway and f make a temporary fix. And when we get to your road, we'll deal with what we would normally deal with. But you're not a high priority. So another really good reason to be nice to your neighbors with bucket loaders. <laughs> yes. Always have a friend with a tractor. You'll need, or chainsaw, chainsaw or a tractor. Yeah. Right. I'm Erica Heilman with Vermont Public.